How Australia Celebrates Nazis as Part of Its Culture There has been a lot of talk about Nazis over the past few years with neo-Nazis, incel fascists, Proud Boys, and a veritable Star Wars cantina scene of white supremacists that regularly appear in media reports. According to the Australian Federal Police's Counter-Terrorism and Special Investigations Command, there has been a 750% increase in its caseload of ideologically motivated, mainly right-wing and some Islamic, extremism since 2020. While this figure is expected to climb, no one in government, media, or in any NGO seems to want to deal with this insidious issue. Then, it should be no surprise that several groups like Australia's ruling Liberal National Party, LNP, Veterans Advocacy NGOs, such as the Returned Servicemen's League, RSL, and some sections of the media seem determined to hide the fact that we have actual bona fide Nazis from WW, two marching on the streets of our capital cities annually every April 25th or Anzac Day. Anzac Day is an integral part of Australia's history and culture and is meant to be a celebration of the country's defeat of fascism by Australian and New Zealand, as well as other allied forces. Therefore, it comes as quite a shock seeing an actual SS-led Nazi military unit marching alongside those who were real allies. The unit in question is the Serbian Chetniks, a military group that according to most official WUW2 historical sources collaborated with the Nazis and whose surviving members surrendered to the Allies and were interned by British forces in 1945 as SEPs, or Surrendered Enemy Personnel. It has been noted previously that during the course of World War II, Serbia's Chetnik movement had a number of collaboration agreements, first with the Serb collaborationist Milan Nedic forces in Serbia, then with the Italians in occupied Dalmatia, and Montenegro, with Ustasi forces in northern Bosnia, and after the Italian capitulation, also with the Germans directly as of September 1943. Yad Vashem has also stated, As the Chetniks increased their cooperation with the Germans, their attitude toward the Jews in the areas under their control deteriorated, and they identified the Jews with the hated communists. There were many instances of Chetniks murdering Jews or handing them over to the Germans. This collaboration pushed the Allies, including Australia, to dump their alliance with the Chetniks and throw all their support behind Yugoslavia's communist-led partisans. Fed up with their constant collaboration, Winston Churchill decided to break all ties with Mihailovic in December 1943. In mid-May 1945, the entire Chetnik army surrendered to Allied forces in Italy and Austria. Because of his collaboration and other war crimes, their leader Drazami Hajlovic was executed by Yugoslavia in July 1946. Just how the RSL managed to convince its members to accept a Nazi-aligned unit marching shoulder-to-shoulder with Australian veterans is unknown but it is thought the late Bruce Ruxton, 
the pugnacious former president of the Victorian branch of the RSL, was a key supporter of the Chetnik's inclusion into the event. More troubling, reports have come out that some of those marching have formed alliances with modern-day neo-Nazi groups, such as Greece's Golden Dawn, Vladimir Putin-aligned Russian Cossacks on ACO watch lists, and well-known local far-right extremists, and allegedly even Christchurch mass murderer Brenton Tarrant. But it's not just NGOs like RSL that's enabled this circus, Australia's Minister for Home Affairs. Karen Andrews was recently asked what her department would do about these Nazi collaborators. After all, Nazi groups do not just spring up randomly and are, usually, part of a wider right-wing ecosystem, consisting of older, more experienced extremists, as well as, at times, actual WW2 Nazis and their sympathizers, as has been shown in this case. Considering Minister Andrews has repeatedly claimed her department would tackle the right-wing extremist menace head-on. One would assume she would have some interest in removing these groups and their sympathizers from public events, but that is not the case going by the response from Home Affairs to questions from a journalist covering the matter. Under Division 268 of the Commonwealth Criminal Code, individuals can be prosecuted for genocide, crimes against humanity, and war crimes. Extended geographical jurisdiction applies to offenses under Division 268, meaning the offenses purport to cover anyone, anywhere, regardless of citizenship or residence, and regardless of whether the conduct is lawful in the place in which it occurs. The Attorney General has policy responsibility for Division 268, so any further questions about the scope of these offenses should be directed to the Attorney General's Department. Any evidence of an alleged war crime should be referred to the Australian Federal Police. In other words, we don't really care, but we'll pass the buck to another federal body. And this attitude is not just confined to our politicians, journalists, civil rights campaigners, and ex-RSL members have approached a range of national media outlets to point out the absurdity of having Nazis march with Australian veterans only to be told by a Rupert Murdoch-owned online news portal that it's not news. Australians don't care about Nazis anymore. This leaves Australia in the absurd position as a country that decries it will stamp out the evil of Nazism while allowing a group of Nazi collaborators from Serbia to publicly march as allies, despite the fact this same group is forbidden to march as allies in Serbia itself. Moreover, one would also think that a government that is currently battling one of the tightest election races in living memory would be salivating at all the positive press they'd garner by removing Nazis from our streets. Apparently not. And not only are there Nazis on our streets, but they are also beamed live into our living rooms courtesy of the live TV broadcast of the annual Anzac Day March. It looks as if Australia, and not Ukraine, is the place that may be in need of some denazification, as Nazis and their collaborators are not only accepted as part of everyday Australian culture, 
but they are also celebrated as well. Written by David Goldman, 